are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. Right here on the Locked On NBA Network, I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. Hopefully your week is going great. Weekend's right around the corner. Hang in there. It's almost there. But uh, you know what? I, I kind of figured this whole week has kind of been heavy fan episode, so why not just end it on a fan episode where we turn over the mic to a Spurs fan to discuss a couple of topics and how the entire Spurs fan base feels about those topics. And, of course, our guest is going to interject their personal thoughts on today's episode of Locked On Spurs. So who is the mystery man? Who is going to be repping the entire Spurs fan base? Before I introduce him, I do have a question for him, and I'll ask him as soon as I give his name out. But he is Danny Sanders. Follow him on Twitter, at Danny Sanders 80. couple questions, Danny. Um, first of all, let me yeah. thank you for taking time out for hopping on Locked On Spurs here. My pleasure. And thank you for the hang. The first question I have, are you really a doctor? <laughs> I'm a doctor of law, not a doctor of medicine. <laughs> well, then that's something you and I have in common. I have my JD as well. Yeah. Well, there we go. Look at that. Yep. Brothers uh, of law, brothers of the bar. There you go, yeah. Um, second question is, how long have you been a Spurs fan? Oh, you know, so I'll be uh, 41 this year. Uh, I feel like an old man. So I first became a Spurs fan when I was eight years old. So I've been a Spurs fan for 33 years. Um, David's rookie year was really what drew me in. Um, mm-hmm. Never had really watched sports up until then. And my stepdad, he had introduced me to the Spurs, took me to a game. And it's funny because I actually, it was a preseason game. And it was at the old hemisphere, so you know, I mean, just how intimate mm-hmm. and close everyone was to the to the to, the, I remember. to, the, to yep. the court and everything so it's funny because it was it was a preseason game against the Mavericks and I remember I sat right behind the Spurs bench I was able to kind of weasel my way down of course I wasn't at, at that time I was like eight right so I was barely yeah. four foot nothing uh, I think the ushers back then were a little bit nicer and maybe uh maybe <laughs> maybe uh, allowed things to kind of to pass a little easier back then so they let me go down there and I remember I tapped David on the shoulder and I asked him mm-hmm. for an autograph during the game. And he was real no. gracious. Like, he didn't, like, slough me off or anything or tell me to to, to go jump in the lake. He yeah. said, hey, I mean, after the game, yeah, I'll get you an autograph. Of course, I never got to get an autograph from him after the game because I, I think I ended up leaving early. But, uh, yeah, that was my uh, welcome to the NBA moment where I kind of – uh, yeah, I, I became a Spurs fan then, and of course we all know what happened that year. I mean, we went to the playoffs mm-hmm. for the first time in several years and uh, lost that grueling, uh, heartbreaking Game 7 against the Blazers, and I've been hooked ever since. So yeah, it, it, it's been a journey, and it's definitely one that uh, will continue to ride out. My sons are now Spurs fans. I got them hooked finally this year. I nice. uh, went to a couple of games, and they loved it. So I'm continuing the the, uh, the, the tradition here. You know, not only do you and I share Juris doctorates, we also share a similar experience as far as approaching players in-game. I did that with AC mm-hmm. Green at the Old Hemisphere Arena. Uh, oh, the Lakers wow. were okay. in town, and uh, uh-huh. the uh, the National Anthem just finished. The lights are still trying to come on, and they're introducing the Spurs, and I saw AC Green. He's tying his shoes on the bench. 
Now, for those kids that don't remember, don't recall the days of the Hemisphere Arena, going up to the opposing bench or the team bench was very easy. I mean, there was no guard. Yes. There was, you know, I mean, an usher was there, but you can literally walk and no problem. So mm -hmm. I went up to AC Green. I, I was a kid and I remember putting the pen out and a piece of paper out. I think it was a program. And at least you got the gracious David Robinson. I got the AC Green <laughs> cold shoulder. He waved really? me off. Yeah, he just waved me off, kind of shook his hand like no kid, and didn't look and continue tying his shoes and looked down at the court. So that was my attempt at <laughs> asking an NBA player to sign a autograph for me in game. I technically wasn't in game. I mean, AC it hadn't started yet, but hey, I get it. You know, it was focus, focus, AC. I get it. Spurs won. I'm that surprised game, it was, so it, that, was that was uh, that was his attitude because I mean he was always so like very Christian, very like I mean he was the, yeah. one of those, those that had yeah. really spread that message of love. And I mean, he, uh, yeah. chastity and everything else. And he kind of seemed to be the one Laker, right. That seemed to be yeah. more down to earth and more normal and yeah. kind of more a man of the people. So maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe, maybe he got the yeah. wrong size shoe. <laughs> we all have those bad days. So yeah. let's go to dive right into this. So, um, Danny, you've been briefed on how this works. So let's dive into this. Look, one of the, you know, the draft is around the corner, the lottery just finished and, you know, we'll mm -hmm. see who the new Spur will be in a few short weeks. But it got me thinking just about the draft in general and the Spurs and about Luka Samanich. Now, Luka, you know, he's kind of a lightning rod for Spurs fans. You know, there's pro-camp Luka and anti-camp Luka. And look, mm -hmm. putting that aside <laughs> and just trying to be mm -hmm. as objective as, it, as you can be, do you think Spurs fans are expecting a lot out of Luka next season? Do you think they are staring to him like, all right, kid, if you get the minutes, let's see what you got. Well, here's the deal with Luca, right? I mean, you're going to find a segment of Spurs fans that have very high expectations for him, and a very uh, another segment that's going to have very low expectations for him. I'm I'm on the low end of the spectrum there. Um, I I was very upset whenever the Spurs selected him at 19. I think that we could have probably chosen better. Um, I understand he's still young. And he's not give, been given the opportunity. So I, I'll answer it this way. I, I think that in general, Spurs fans have um, an expectation that he can get better once given the opportunity. And that's all he really needs at this point. I think we saw some flashes this past year. Mm -hmm. But you know what? We kind of saw good and bad, right? Because I think there was a couple of games where we did see flashes. We saw, right. uh, I think there was a game later in the year against, I think I want to say Brooklyn, where he hit a couple of threes. He mm -hmm. uh, drove down the baseline, did a, a, a really nice dunk. But then you also saw the opposite end where he looked disinterested, looked lost, looked like he had a bad attitude, like he didn't even want to be on the court. So right. I don't know. I, I think that the overarching thing with Spurs fans and the youth in general, uh, and whenever I say youth, I'm talking about the, the guys who have one to three years experience, right? We know how the Spurs work. We know how Pop works. We know that he's going to make the young guys earn their minutes. So, obviously, in his mind, he Luca has not earned minutes. But I think right. this upcoming year, of course, what happens with summer, free agency, the draft, he, he, he by the very by, – by, by the past, right, at this juncture, he should be given some more minutes. Whether he does or not, it remains to be seen. But I think that he has the potential to be – Solid. I think he can he can fill out the roster and be a contributor. Do I think he's going to be a superstar? No. I think maybe yeah. 
to me, just in watching him, I think that his stronger suit probably seems to be on the defensive end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I kind of a roundabout circuitous way, circuitous way to, way to answer your question as far as do they have a high expectation for them? I think, I mean, it, it really is just who you ask because that one right there, uh, he is very um, divisive whenever it comes to yeah. um, expectation level. Absolutely. You you look at Luca, and, you know, I've said it on Lockdown Spurs, so I'll bounce this off with you since this is your first time here. A part of me wants to give him the benefit of the doubt because of the fact mm-hmm. that his contemporaries on the team have been given that chance. Lonnie, mm-hmm. Keldon, uh, you know, Devin, the list goes on and on. Uh, and, you know, fine. You know, the Spurs system is to send these guys to Austin. Do what you got to do, Pop. Mm-hmm. I get it. You want to groom them. Yeah, we know the proof is in the pudding from Bulbon to Danny to Derek. Okay, we get it, Pop. But then I think of the Spurs fans and how the anti-ones react. I'm like, well, the kid hasn't given a chance. Now, Danny, last season, after he had that really good run when the G League bubble, Pop mm-hmm. told everybody he's earned the minutes. Look at him play, <laughs> you know, when he got recalled. <laughs> what happened to that? What happened? Um, was that just Luca being a product of the Spurs way or simply, hey, you know what? Maybe, you know, Pop said, oh, second thought, Luca sit on the bench. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Hey, don't go sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code Locked On. You know, this is what I think about Pop and the Spurs and the way they handle things, right? And and and, and I think this is kind of the, the the paradox that is the Spurs sometimes because you have this message, right, that's always conveyed by Pop and the Spurs in general is, you know, it life's bigger than basketball. There's more to life than basketball, right? There's more to life than basketball. There's family. There's friends. There's good times. There's wine. There's food. There's family outings and everything. And and the Spurs always convey this message of being a family. In fact, I'm, I'm looking down at my shirt. Um, I'm a season ticket holder, and I'm looking down at my Spurs family shirt. That's what they want to convey to the fans, right? This is what I think in regards to that question you asked right now, because, yeah, I remember that. I remember he went on, and he was at the little Zoom meeting, and he, 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 he mentioned yeah. that, yeah, Luca at this point had earned his minutes. Some at, at some point, whenever he came back from the bubble, and, again, this is just pop being pop, he either discerned an attitude shift or something that he didn't like uh, 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 either a bad habit or something that he just saw that he just he 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 didn't like, and I, we know how Pop can be. We know he did it with Steven Jackson. We've done it with, with with Richard Jefferson. He did it with a multitude of players throughout the years. Where if there's something attitudinally that he doesn't agree with, he's going to he's going to make uh, um, an example out of you, or at least try to prove or, or give you a lesson by not giving you playing time. And I think especially with how young Luca is, I wouldn't be surprised if that was what was going on. Because, again, I'm one of those people that always looks on the bench because I like reading body language. I like kind of seeing what's going on. 
And Luca has horrible body language. I'm sorry, he just does. And I know I mean, there, there are going to be some people that think that I'm being hard on him because I've been kind of not maybe an advocate for Luca in the past. But he has awful body language. And I don't know if it's an Eastern European thing, but it's just it, that's, that's just how it is. And I think that something happened because, yeah, he did earn the minutes and he should have been out there. He should have been given some kind of opportunity more than what he, did, than, than what he was given, and he wasn't. And I think it, it boiled down to there was something in his attitude or during practice that Pop just saw and he didn't like, and he was going to make sure that he tried to, to, do, right. to give him an example that way. What, what really got me kind of scratching my head and thinking, like, huh, I wonder what's going on here, was the fact that it was a shortened season. They needed bodies. They, they, were, mm-hmm. they were crammed games in that second half. They looked gassed. And there you got Lucas sitting there who really wasn't getting that much burn. In that second half, um, you know, he scored, what, 14 points back in uh, March against the Knicks. So he, he had his moments. He had 14 points versus the Knicks, 14 points yeah, versus the Yeah, he locked Kings. down. Uh, uh, the the locked Clippers, down, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm thinking that. I'm like, well, Pop, if you're coming on the, the press conference afterwards saying, like, oh, they look gassed. They look tired. You know, um, you know, so many schedules and you need just fresh bodies. He's there. And that, that, that made me really kind of raise an eyebrow thinking, like, all right, what's going on here? Uh, but mm-hmm. I get what you're saying about that that attitude or that perceived attitude because if you talk to him on Zoom, especially during the bubble when I get to talk with him, he, <laughs> yeah. he answers very, very like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh-huh. what it is, man. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> he talks like that. It, yeah, and, it's, and, so and funny. I, and I had it's so funny you're it, saying that. It's so funny you're saying that because I remember joking with somebody whenever he was first drafted. I think he had gave an interview to a local media a uh, day or two after he was drafted. And I, I actually had recorded, a uh, screen recorded the interview because I, I posted it back then and I said, the guy looks like a serial killer. Like, I mean, no emotion, <laughs> no emotion. Didn't seem like he wanted to be there. He kind of gave me some serial killer vibes. And I, I, I remember saying back then, I said, he obviously has some kind of attitude shift that needs to happen and maybe it hasn't happened. Maybe it hasn't happened mm-hmm. for him. Maybe that connection hasn't, hasn't happened for him yet. Right. And Pop kind of has recognized that. I think the talent's there. I think, I think the ability is there. I think that he, I mean, there was really bad luck. Of the, he broke his finger there, I think, with uh, two or three yeah. games uh, left up the season. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe he can recoup that. I think he's already in the Olympics, or the, the national team for, yeah, uh, for his country. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's already yeah. playing again. So, I mean, I think he, he's, he's better. But, yeah, I mean, I... He can definitely be given the time and the ability. It's more just, is he going to utilize it and he, is he going to um, take advantage of it? You look at Luca and uh, just if you're just looking at paper, you know, the stats, well, the stats maybe, but the, the skills, uh, the skill set that the Spurs lack, he kind of fits the mm-hmm. bill, you know, big and, you know, can, you know, at least in Austin with the Austin Spurs, you know, he was knocking down mm-hmm. the outside shot, hitting threes, mobile. We know that he could finish at the rim. We've seen him explode. But then, yeah, you know, there's a part of me thinks that maybe it's just, as you mentioned, the attitude, or maybe just simply, he's just on a different path. He's just on a different time schedule. But the thing with the Spurs is that the West is getting so much more competitive; they can't mm-hmm. afford to be bringing in projects anymore. They they can't do that anymore. They they, they got to stop with these projects. They gotta have to find guys that can help now. Because look, Houston got the second pick in the draft, uh, this upcoming draft. So you're bound to have. Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic, uh, John Morant, and then whoever the uh, Rockets pick in the same division, just in the own Spurs backyard. 
Well, the Spurs mm-hmm. are still having a developmental player like Lucas Lucas Amish. Now, look, it's not through his own fault. You know, drafted a couple years ago. I get all that, but the Spurs are gonna have to keep get things going. And if Luca can help next season and show, you know, even more steps ahead in the right direction, you know, because I, I think we saw some glimmer of hope out of him last season, whether in Austin or San Antonio. But I just think that next season he's gonna really have to show out because. You got your time in Austin. You got your time at the bench. You had significant training camps when preseason games and games with the Spurs. Yeah. All right, Luca. Time to pay up. But overall, do you think uh, does Danny Sand does Dr. Danny Sanders think that Luca is gonna be good next season or expect more of the same? <laughs> uh, I I uh, I can already hear everybody waiting with bated breath to see what my response is going to be. Um, I, I personally, I do not think that he's going to be um, right. in the league for very long. I really don't. I, I hope that he does. I hope he proves me wrong. I've said, I've said that several times already. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. I want to be proven wrong because yeah. just like you, Jeff, and just like a lot of fans out there, I'm a Spurs fan at heart, okay? Mm-hmm. Whoever wears the Spurs jersey, I want them to succeed. But I think I've been a fan long enough to know, I mean, j- just by, I mean, there's that eyeball test, right? I mean, you know, whenever someone's going to be a contributor, you know, when someone's going to be good. Yeah. I remember whenever I first saw Derek White in his first preseason game against Sacramento, within the first, I think, three or four minutes, I was advocating for him saying, hey, he needs to get be getting at least 15, 20 minutes a game his first year. And we, we, <laughs> we know how that happened. I mean, he was, he spent most of, of the year in, in, in Austin that year. But you, you you can tell. You can tell. I mean, whenever Absolutely. Um, a player just knows their way around the court and he's not done that. And I don't know if it's – I mean, you're right. The Spurs, they can't, they can't pussyfoot around anymore because they're in a situation where they're looking – they're looking from the bottom up at this point because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you whoever the Rockets pick at, at number two, I would much rather have a Mobley or a Green mm-hmm. – or a Kuminga, or whoever they end up with at that sure. at that second pick, I'd, I'd rather have them than anybody on our roster. So I mean, <laughs> we're looking at from from the bottom up now at this point. So we we need to accelerate this. And this is a point that I think I made the other day. Hey, you look all across the league with the, and, and with the teams in the playoffs, right? And um, they have guys like Ty, uh, Tyrese Maxey. They have Trey Young, yeah. Kevin Herter, um, Man with the Clippers. I mean, these guys who have one to two to three years experience. And the point I made was, look, these guys are performing under pressure, performing well, not because they're, they're given an opportunity right now, not because they, they happen to get inserted at the game at the right time. No, because if you look back, they were given time whenever they first got in the league, whenever they were rookies. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted all along with, with our guys. Like, hey, put them in fi- – Put them, in, put them in the game now. Let them get baptized by fire now. That way mm-hmm. they can learn, make their mistakes, learn what they need to learn, and then whenever it does come to crunch time, they won't be so nervous because this is what I think. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the 10,000-hour rule of Malcolm Gladwell, right? I mean, 10,000 hours is what is kind of the, 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 the goal whenever you're wanting to become exceptionally well at something that you want to, Invest, invest at least 10,000 10, hours into it. Same thing goes with basketball. Yeah, I know these guys have been playing since they were seven, eight, nine years old, 
but not 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 the level of the NBA. They need to be on the court against uh, other NBA players during mm-hmm. meaningful min- or playing meaningful minutes and get that 10,000 hours under their belt to where it's like it's not going to be a big deal to play in front of a crowd or play right. against LeBron James or Anthony Davis or Russell Westbrook or James Harden or whoever, Kevin Durant. It's not going to be it's not going to phase them. They're going to be used to it already and they can already get past that initial hurdle of hey, I'm in the NBA and get down to the business to play ball. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They got nine delicious flavors, including the limited time flavor, which right now is grasshopper, and I actually like it. Um, well, we, if you're not in the mood for grasshopper, don't worry, they got you covered. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, the list goes on and on. There's something for everyone, but you can't make up your mind. They got you covered. They have the mix box where you'll get two of the, each of the nine flavors. Now, most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Get whatever you like right now. Go to BuiltBar.com, and when you go there, use promo code LOCK15. That's LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Once again, promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're talking with uh, Danny Sanders, longtime Spurs fan, right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. You know, before we transition to our next topic, you know, I, I don't want to go there, Danny, but I'm starting to think this. Go I'm there. getting, I'm getting Dragon Bender vibes out of Luka Samanich. Uh, you know, hype, sure. yeah, yeah Cro- you know, Euro guy, you know, and then you know, it didn't really pan out, and now he's, uh, I think he, I, I don't even know if he's playing anymore, but regardless. We'll see what uh, young Luca is going to have next season. I hopefully he pans out, and uh, he'll prove all the naysayers um, among the Spurs fan base. So let's continue our next prove topic wrong, here. Luca. Prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. Prove us wrong, please. You know, you're giving us 10, 12 points a <laughs> night. I'd take it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're looking at last season, and um, you know the idea of it being a developmental season. That was the goal. You know. Uh, you know, I know there's people thinking that, yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't the goal because how many minutes you play Rudy, Pop, some Damar, and Patty? But nevertheless, <laughs> now that the dust has settled and we're well into the offseason now, uh, at least for San Antonio, you, how are Spurs fans looking back at last season? Well, some of them applauding, like, great job, you know, good job, developmental season, yay. Or some like, you know what, guys, you really screwed up. Or some kind of just indifferent. You know, it, that, that, that's a great question because I can guarantee you, if you were to pull the majority of Spurs fans uh, an hour before that play-in game against Memphis, right, I would say 90 to 95% of us would, were, were stoked, were excited, we were hope, hoping, hey, the Spurs are going to put it together, they're going to win, let's go ahead and let, let, let's go out there, let's prove ourselves. Let's let let's let the young guys. Let's go out there. Let let the young guys go and 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 win this game for us. Get them some experience under their belt. Well, we we saw how that game uh, uh, mm-hmm. happened. Um, obviously, we didn't win, and the young guys, with the exception of Dejounte, uh, really didn't play well. Lonnie didn't play well. Keldon was decent, I guess. Um, but I mean, for the most part, Rudy Gay was carrying us. Demar, I mean, he had an awful game, but I yeah. mean. Towards the end, um, he, he he made some buckets. Patty Mills made his buckets. Um, our young guys did not play well. So I think in hindsight, uh, I want to say the majority of fans probably 
while they recognize that maybe that play-in game was meaningful and beneficial for one night to give the young guys some experience of, hey, this is what a playoff atmosphere would feel like. Um, <laughs> I'd much rather would have had a fourth or fifth or sixth pick rather yeah. than that one night of gaining some experience that may or may not help down the line. I would Absolutely. much rather have yeah, a, a higher draft pick, a higher lottery pick with, with the ability to draft somebody who could really change the game for us than that one night. So that's, I, I think looking back on it, I think, I think um, we probably maybe should have lost a couple more games. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say well, but, well, at um, times I thought they were doing a bang up job. Remember the loss against Boston? I thought, hey, hey good job, Spurs. Yeah, you're losing the right yeah. way, you know. But yeah, but uh, didn't it really yeah. pan out that way? Uh, you look, yeah, you look. Somebody asked me like, hey, what did you think about last season? And I'm kind of like, I guess, you know, that's kind of like my reaction. Like, oh, all right, I sure, you know, uh, mm. you know, I know there's a lot of negatives, and but you know, there's some positives. Yeah, we we know the usuals. You know, Keldon look looking like his trajectory is still pointed sky high. Devin turned mm-hmm. into uh, at least what we saw, you know, a pretty good rookie, and it looks like he can fit well in this uh, new uh, youth movement they're having. Dejounte, you know, needed mm-hmm. to say more, you know, putting up the numbers. But then there are those incidents where like I'm looking at the spur, like, you sure you want to win this game? You know, there's a guy named Suggs <laughs> and yeah. Uh, or, yeah. or Kaminga, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I guess you know, I mean, that's where I stand. They came out of the gate strong. I, I mean, going to the both Clippers and LA and beating them in their own gym, you that was a big highlight of the season. Um, but then you look at the second half and going what two and seven in that homestand, you know, the, and you're like, what? Oh, it was awful. Was going, yeah, yeah, horrid, putrid. Yeah, yeah, it was embarrassing. So, that that's why, because like for every con i you know you can you can sum up at least something positive and you know the way they beat milwaukee down right before the end of the season so you, you it's kind of a mixed bag for me but next season no no i i've been on the record saying like yeah the i think they're on the clock as we speak danny you know with Absolutely. the amount of money they have the 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 at least you know number 12 for now unless they're gonna get bold and do something with it but and then, of course, their young guys getting significant run last year. They definitely got it, you know, the ones that they're in focus right now. And, of course, you know, we'll see what they do with 12. Hopefully, you know, he's not going to be stashed in Austin. I, I can forgive like a couple of weeks out there. Okay, I get that, you know. But if we're past the All-Star game and he's still out there, I'd be thinking what's going on with this kid. And But all in all, you look back at the season and, what does Danny Sanders have to say? What does Danny Sanders say when he looks back? If you know your your kids get old enough and you're under a rocking chair, and they're Spurs fans cheering for them, and they look at you, they go, "Oh man, what was the Spurs like in 2021? How would you just, how would you sum it up in a few words?" Well, it's funny because even now, whenever I'm I'm showing my boys the Spurs now, I think my oldest said, "Why is why, why do the Spurs always lose?" and the the thing I oh, always tell man. them is like you know what, it didn't always used to be this way. It really didn't. I mean, it just just a few short years ago, we were literally like either one or one A best team in the league, and now we were. I mean, yeah. I mean, how how the mighty have fallen. But I guess whenever I look back at 2021, this is what I would say is that we um, we started the year with a bang, right? Uh, that 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 really. Uh, that really, I think, uh, un, 
un, uh, unpredictable win we had against the Grizzlies where, I mean, we didn't really expect that, and especially the way they came out of the gates. Keldon, I mean, I think he really just kind of came out of nowhere because if I remember correctly, he was out all preseason with an injury. Yeah. So I think that Grizzly yeah. game was the first one he played. And I think I want to say, like, for the first three or four or five games of the season, like, he was the person, he, he was a player that scored our first basket for us in each of those five games. And he really just showed how aggressive he, yeah. he was. And he was making national use. I, I, I remember um, um, Zach Lowe talking about him on his podcast and Kevin O'Connor mm-hmm. as well. And, I mean, he was actually getting some highlights and, and, and some shine there. But overall, I mean, it's a disappointment. I mean, yeah. I think especially as Spurs fans, we are spoiled. We we are. We are spoiled because we got used to 21, 20, and 9 carrying us every yeah. year. And just like mm-hmm. Manu always said, he said, hey, as long as I was in the league and as long as I played with Tim, I knew we had a chance. I knew we had a chance to win a title that yeah. year. And he was right. I think with the exception of maybe one year, um, the, maybe we didn't. Uh, but we made the playoffs every year. I mean, that that was that was a given. We always knew Absolutely. during Fiesta time it was go Spurs go. So I mean, mm-hmm. we always knew that. But it was just it, it, it's a disappointment because for us, right? We expect greatness. We expect to win championships. We expect to be playing in June. And I think we really have had to lower those those expectations now. And mm-hmm. we are just another NBA team, just like another Sacramento. Um, a uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. what what they used to be, not not for sure, not this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Orlando, uh, 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 Charlotte. I mean, we're just another NBA team that is not great, is not awful. Like we're not like the worst in the league, but we're middling right there, right around thirty to thirty-five wins uh, uh, in in the season, and that's not going to get us very far. And I, no, I really hope that the front office has a plan this year especially with that cap space with the number 12 pick and with some momentum to do something now and, with the, and a lot of money with coming in with injection. Michael Dell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was say, <laughs> a lot with of, the, with yeah. That added that, that added cash infusion and, and, and that, that new ownership uh, group coming with Dell and sixth street. Um, I'm really hoping that that adds some enthusiasm within the front office to say, Hey, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's do something different. Let's, let's, let's go away from the norm of this. Hey, we need to be to, to develop culture and corporate knowledge and, and experience, and we need to value those things. We need we need to value overvalue culture. Let's do something different because it hasn't been working the last two or three years. We haven't made the playoffs yeah. now for the second year in a row, and as things stand right now with our current roster, we're probably not going to make the playoffs again next year. Right. Yeah. Unless I, I, we do something. Right. And um, they're going to have to be aggressive, and I, I just want to see them start getting an aggressive aggressive stance moving forward. Because Absolutely. they're they're they're, they're kind of you know they're behind the curve right now. You know we mentioned Houston; they're getting the number two pick. And, you know, by the way, bravo to them tanking that. That was an excellent job. You know, sweet tank job there, Houston. And yeah, they you, did you, it right. You, they did yeah, it right. They did it right. Yeah, yeah. You look at uh, <laughs> Dallas; you got Luka Doncic blossoming right now, and he's becoming a stud, and where he is a stud already. And uh, yeah, the landscape of the West, let alone the NBA, is getting much much more competitive and. Yeah, there's still a part of me, Danny, that does say that I think we'll look back at this season, or last season that is, uh, 2021, and say, thank goodness they went through their lumps. But I hope it's sooner than later because if we're five years out and then now they get it and they're like, well, look at now they got it. Thank you, 2021 season, for letting <laughs> these kids play more. Now, I, I, I hopefully in the short term we'll look back at this past season and be like, it sucked, 
But at least Keldon got out there. At least Alani got out there. At least DeJounte got out there. And Devin got sunburn as a rookie, which is un- almost unheard of in San Antonio uh, as a rookie getting that and, many, and, and, and many minutes. And yeah. just real quick, yeah, just, just real quick to hit on that. And there's something that I think the majority of Spurs fans will, will agree with me on. So, I mean, I think I'll definitely be speaking, uh, be, be the voice of the, of the common Spurs fan right now. This is why I will never forgive Kawhi Leonard for how he did us a couple years ago because he set us back at least five to seven years on mm-hmm. what could have been a faster rebuild if he, would, if he just cooperated a little bit and said, you know what, yeah, I'll show up. I'll let teams know what my health looks like, that mm-hmm. I, can, I can actually go and, and, and function on the basketball court, but he did nothing to help us at all. That's why we no. got the trade we did. And, I mean, I think at the time, Spurs were probably thinking, hey, we at least got an all-star. We got DeMar DeRozan. And, yeah, DeMar is a great person, a really good player, but he's just not that guy, unfortunately. Right. Even, even though you, I want him you, to be. Yeah. But he's – Yeah. Yeah. He, if, if he was that's why, guy, that's why, Toronto would have never let him go, you know, so. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. why, That's why. like I said, I, I will never forgive him for that because, I mean, at the time whenever – he went down with an injury against Golden State. I still, I, I still, and no one can convince me otherwise, even though I know there's a couple of uh, Spurs Twitter people out there that will, will uh, disagree with me. If we win that, that first game, which I, I think we would have, I think we steal the series, and I think we beat Cleveland that year, and I think we win a title. That's what I think. And I think we, the- we shocked the world, and, and, and we, uh, we win that series. And no one, no one expected us to win that. No one expected us to come out and build a 26-point lead against the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and, and Draymond Green, but we did. And I think we, we, we had that, that formula that year, but whenever he Absolutely. went down, it just, everything fell apart. This is where the nerd in me comes out and, and be like, Obi-Wan Kenobi on the Lava Mountain. You were the chosen <laughs> one. That's what it makes me feel like every time I think of Kawhi. You, know, you were the chosen Absolutely. one, you know. Uh, but hey, um, we're done talking here. We want, definitely want to hear from you. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Lucas Dominic? You know, you know, can I get lost in this whole youth movement? You know, he's a name that he technically is young, you know, and he is a young kid. So where you do you stand about that? Spurs fans, we need to know. Do you agree with Danny? Do you disagree with him uh, as far as his representation of the Spurs fan base regarding young Luca? And also, what do you think about last season? Danny gave you his opinion. I gave you my thoughts. We want to hear from you. Danny, tell everybody how they can contact you on social media. On my Twitter, you can follow me at, at DannySanders80. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you already follow me, but if you haven't, uh, definitely give me a follow if you dare. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, <laughs> either annoy you or make you laugh, one of the two. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm pretty active on there. And uh, again, Jeff, I appreciate the, uh, the invite. Yeah. Uh, I, I always love listening to you and listen to that Zach episode definitely yeah and, yeah um, that guy yeah, was before it's, you it's man. always fun so you, you 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 didn't have too many big shoes to fill just yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll make Zach's listening right now Zach we're kidding we're <laughs> kidding uh, uh but hey before I let you go the NBA locked on network uh is covering the road to the finals whether it be the playoffs right now or the finals once they get here and that coverage is going to be brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So for Dr. Danny Sanders, who got snubbed by <clears throat> Dave Robinson, I am Jeff Garcia. 
We're going to put a lock <laughs> on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Locked on Spurs.